I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. And we're back, folks. Another episode of Resource Real Talk about Louisville real estate. I am your host, broker owner at Remax Premier Properties, leader of JT Pitts and Associates. I am your host, Jay Pitts. I appreciate you being back with us again. It's a bit of a joke around here that I'm always excited about today's topic. Uh, I've even mentioned that a few times in the opening of the show. Uh, sorry if that's a bit annoying, but you know, this is what you get. You tune in to hear what I have to say, and if I'm excited about it, I think that's worth mentioning. Uh, had a great conversation this morning. Had a tactical training here in the brokerage. Had about 30 agents on to discuss a topic that is very relevant, not just to the Louisville market, but especially so here. Uh, also incredibly relevant in real estate markets around the country. That um, is probably an understatement and might be the understatement of the year. You know, I was doing some market research. In fact, one of my agents um, that, uh, you know, I've got a nice, you know, kind of dialogue going back back and forth with, you know, mentorship and coaching. And this this person, you know, takes a lot of advice that I give to heart and um, you know, specifically seems to respond well to the energy that I bring to the business. And maybe that's why some of you are are listening to this show. But, um, you know, I guess it can be, it can seem, if you interact with me often, that this energy is just, it just abounds. It's, it's present all the time. Um, but it's not. It's not always there. I mean, I am human, in fact. And, you know, humans do require some downtime. I am an extrovert. I am a high-energy extrovert, especially as it pertains to my career here in real estate and uh, leading the agents here at REMAX Premier Properties and JT Pitts & Associates. But every once in a while, and uh, it becomes obvious to folks that I'm not always on, if you will. And yesterday, I happened to encounter this individual while I was in the zone. I was very zen, um, not typical for when I'm here in the office. I try to bring the energy when I walk in the door. But I was really diving in at the moment, at that very moment, to market statistics. And it had become apparent to me through this analysis um, during my zen moments that uh, we're sitting at about 50% of the active supply of homes for sale in the Louisville market that we had this very same date last year, 50%. Now, we all know that demand is strong. In fact, we're on about an eight, nine-year run of strong demand, but it seems like just when you feel like demand has peaked, something happens that spurs demand again. And you may be hearing from me in a podcast uh, coming up very soon about the debated, sometimes maligned, um, fairly, you know, innocuous federal uh, housing stimulus for first-time homebuyers that may become a reality in the new administration over the coming months. But um, 
let's just be fair and say that there has been a lot of stimulus to demand all to demand already and very little stimulus to supply. In fact, 50% of the inventory we had one year ago. You go back two years before that, we're at 33% of the inventory level available for sale at that moment. And seemingly, supply, uh, demand continues to increase. Month over month, year over year, some, some small retractions with seasonality, but really, you know, winter markets look as busy as summer markets used to look. So, what does this lead to? Like I said in the opening, this may be the understatement, uh, this topic, this, this dynamic, um, if you will, may be the understatement of the year. The fact is we have very, very short supply. You've heard a lot of people talk about that. You've ta- heard probably a number of people, you've heard me talk about the implications of short supply and strong demand, namely price increases. But the boots on the ground viewpoint for you real estate agents out there is that this dynamic, this situation, simply put, makes your job a lot harder. Makes your job a lot harder. In the numerous ways does it make your job harder. Number one, it makes you show probably more homes per per buyer. It makes you write more offers per buyer. It makes you have more transactions fall through per buyer. It makes you, as a listing agent, um, probably have to deal with greater swings of emotion and frustration despite it being a heavily laden seller's market. And all those things apply to buyers as well. So the conversation we had this morning with about 30 of our agents in here are tactical, practical tips on how to win multiple offer situations. It's almost, it's almost without fail, any home that is available for sale right now that is moderately priced, at least within 5 to 10% of what its probably true market value is, is receiving those multiple offers. So there's a lot of tension there. And I'm going to kind of take this in a different direction. I'm not going to go super practical in terms of tips on this episode. I'm going to tell you a talk to you about a part of the conversation that bubbled to the surface organically as I'm speaking to real estate agents offering them 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 practical tips at winning those multiple offer situations, where did the conversation lead? Because mind you, you have an audience, right? I'm narrating this call. We have lots of participation within the group, which is an amazing thing about our trainings here. But you have agents, you know, ranging in in experience from, you know, 10 plus years to agents that the ink isn't dry on their license yet, have never closed a transaction, has never gotten a contract pending. They may be writing their first offer today or tomorrow. So the breadth of experience is really, really incredible within this group. Um, so the, the conversation was pretty incredible. And what it basically led to is back to a very common theme here on Resource. It is effective communication I'd say a few themes, effective communication being one of them, proper context for communication being another. It is conflict communication. It is 
sales, and rapport building skills. So basically, what that brings me to is you have to be the most effective form of yourself that you can possibly be at interpersonal communication at all levels of stressor in order to have success in today's market. Real estate industry in general in general requires this, but today's market conditions require it even more. And ultimately, this takes us to a place where there are two sides. Now, I'm going to talk specifically about the short inventory multiple offer situation. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk to the two people, talk about the two people this episode. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, break it into two categories because there's two parties you must have effective communication with in order to have success in that multiple offer. And it, and it comes down to assessing two things in each interaction that they're the same thing but you must assess both in each interaction. So two parties, two assessments within each in order to have the effective level of communication you need to be successful. All right, so without further ado, let's talk about the agent, the listing agent. You're representing the buyer. You're, you have to have effective communication with the listing agent in order to understand where they're coming from and what you need to do to be successful, you have to understand their motivation and their qualification. How are they motivated? What moves the needle for them, which in turn is probably what moves the needle for their client? And then what's the qualification process that they're going through Okay, in order to shape their client's decision making and help you be successful. So let's go to specifics. The agent themselves, they want the deal to close. They want the deal to close because they perceive and they have structured a situation that benefits their client. So not only do they make a commission on one hand, but they get a happy client on the other, and that happy client is the force multiplier in their business that leads to referrals and repeat business that spreads the web of business that spiders out across you know, kind of the marketplace to help them apply their skills elsewhere. Happy clients tell people that they're happy. Happy clients refer people to the agent that made them happy. So... It's easy to understand motivation for an agent. It's really quite easy, okay? Qualification's a different story. How do they go about their business, okay? How do they go about their business? Well, I will reduce it down to a very simple process for you. What you need to do is you need to present yourself as a reliable offer, okay? Get personal is something that we talked about. Talk about how important personally your client is to you, okay? And present a simple, effective offer that, you know, when conveyed with confidence from your standpoint, gives you the best chance at success, okay? So 
understand the agent's motivation. They want to keep the client happy. They're, they're out there trying to keep the client happy, produce a simple, effective offer. It's not always the highest offer, but price is supremely important. It's the most reliable offer. When you, when you make it personal and you show the agent that you're personally vested in your client's success, they will feel that and they will allow their client to hear it through your voice. This agent is known for getting things done. This agent is known for having their clients back, so they may be tough to negotiate with, but they're going to be fair and they're going to see that we get to the closing table. Anything else you know, that you want to get into, whether it be waiving contingencies, waiving appraisal, home inspections, you know, escalation clauses, all of that, those are all viable tools, right? And then this morning's talk, and if you want to reach out to me offline, I'm more than happy to get to you uh, and talk specifics about the individual tactics that you can use. But it's all situational, right? We all know that we can offer larger down payments and more money and waive inspections and waive appraisals and you know give the seller the choice of possession, the choice of closing agent and all these things, right? We can all do that, okay? But where does the needle get moved? Having that effective communication with the listing agent, keeping your offer simple so as not to make missteps unknowingly, okay? But also using the information you get to to really fit nicely into their idea of what the most qualified offer looks like. That's how you succeed. That's how you succeed. Now, now that we know how to get there, how do we really get there? Well, now let's go back to your client, the person who really has to write the check to pay the mortgage every month. Right, The person who gets to decide whether the house needs to be a four-bedroom or a three-bedroom or have an in-ground pool or not or you know, be on a golf course or walkable to a coffee shop or their favorite pub, I, you know, the buyer steers the bus, okay? But it's your job to help them understand the traffic rules, Right? I mean, imagine a 16-year-old trying to study for their learner's permit with no manual. That's a buyer trying to buy without you. The buyer doesn't want to make a mistake. And strategically, being ill-informed as to the real state of the market is the greatest strategic mistake that they can make. It is your job, even brutally, if you must, hopefully not, hopefully, you know, it's nice and easy, right? Hopefully it's, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's A to B. Hopefully you can say it and they accept it and you've built the trust. That's a whole nother issue if you haven't, but if you must, you must be brutally honest with your client as to just how disparate it is in the comparison between available inventory and and demand right now at the root of it you must understand 
this analysis of motivation versus qualification. I tell our agents all the time, when you talk to a prospective client, you are assessing two things. What is their motivation and how great is it and what is their level of qualification? But if you must prioritize one over the other, prioritize in favor of motivation. Somebody who can't get a loan will find a way to to buy a house if they are motivated enough. They may not know that they need to go, and they certainly wouldn't prefer to go ask their mom and dad for a for a, a gift for their down payment to improve, you know, the efficacy of their offers. Right? They don't they don't want that. Nobody wants that. But they might do it. You have to keep that in mind. So motivation versus qualification is an incredibly important assessment. Now, here's, here, here's the golden goose, right? Somebody who's extremely well qualified and also very motivated. Somebody who is extremely qualified but not very motivated is going to cause you frustration. They're going to like the idea of shopping for homes. But they're not going to love the idea of doing what it takes to secure one. I liken it to coaching a bit. I've got young children. My son's in travel baseball. I grew up as an athlete. I played college sports. There's a big difference between athletes at the college level and athletes at the high school level. Athletes at the high school level and athletes at the junior high level. Travel ball versus rec league, and nothing is wrong. Look, it's all fun and games until it's not. Okay? We're not here to have fun at real estate when somebody, when success is on the line. Okay? Your clients have to approach buying a home with the level of seriousness and motivation that those upper echelon athletes do. It's, it's not a game right now. It's not a game. You have multiple offers on every property that is worth purchasing. You must win. And until that dissipates, it's going to be that way. You know, a coach can tell you everything. A mentor, you are the coach. You are coaching your client. When you tell them what it takes to succeed and you can see it in their eyes that they're not willing to do it, that's someone with with a lack of motivation. But when someone says to you on the converse, Jay, we really can't miss. It is imperative that we get this done. We've got this happening in our lives. We have to be settled. We have to be... Job promotion, you know, cross-country move, baby on the way, you know, a surgery coming up, any of those things that, that put artificial constraints on timing, that makes it serious. When people tell you that they were willing to do things that you know are not nice, not fun, not happy, very stressful, that tells you that they have a high level of motivation, they want to win, and that is is the moment where you lay it on them just how serious it is and what is going to be required for that success. It does take sacrifice on your part and theirs 
Help them understand that you're going to sacrifice to ensure their success. A short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain is usually worth it. So once again, motivation and qualification. And if you're playing catch-up at the moment where their motivation must be at its peak and you're trying to get them there, that's a recipe for losing. And even if you win, that deal's probably getting released. You're sending me, I'm getting a dot loop notice that your deal's dead. Three days in, seven days in, right after inspection. They're looking, they're calling you at 10 o'clock at night saying we've had a, we've had a change of heart. If you only knew how many times I've heard about a change of heart in the last 12 months, it'd make your head spin. Because this, not everybody's cut out for this pressure, but if, you're, if your people aren't ready to go to war, they're not going to win. There's an inverse relationship between years of experience and number of transactions lost to cancellation. I promise you, ask agents around that have more experience than you, they release less deals than you do. Be honest. And that deal, a lot of them, a lot of those deals were lost before they were ever ratified, ever executed, because the hard edge wasn't there. You know, I had a, had a, had a good client of mine um, have a really rocky closing in the, in the last week or so. And I'm not, this is not, you know, I'm not patting myself on the back and I don't, I don't need any cookies. But there, was, there, were, there were numerous moments. That, for example, the closing was originally supposed to be at two, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Got pushed to 4 the night before. Uh, the morning of, we found out about a catastrophic challenge. And the other side uh, just really wanted to kind of wipe their hands of the situation. You know, hey, we're, we're not interested in really doing what's necessary to make this work. But my folks were in a very bad situation because before they knew about this catastrophic problem, they had already sold their house. So they had no place to go. Um, belongings on a truck. And if we don't close, they got, they got no home. Not to mention, we don't even know if we can put our stuff in storage, where we would put it, where we would live, where we would stay. Don't know any of that. And I got the opportunity to look a few of these people on the other side in the eye uh, and talk to them on the phone, some of them as well. And they could tell in my eyes and in my voice that not figuring this out was not an option. And I promise you, and I know I've gotten a little off topic here, but it speaks to motivation. You can instill that level of motivation in your client, that, that, that motivation to win, okay? I'm not telling you to make up their mind for them for what they want, but if they want this, they just don't know how to get it, they'll find that confidence in you. And when it gets rocky and it, it looks like the time that people are willing to start throwing their hands up, they'll look at you and they'll find that confidence in you. And that's what experienced agents know. And I don't, experience doesn't mean decade or more in the business. It means having the stomach and the motivation to stare at a difficult situation and pull it through so that your people can sigh as they unpack those boxes at the end of the day after closing when they didn't think it was going to happen without you.
So once again, I'll bring it back. Motivation and qualification. This is really a rule that can be applied to any sort of communication, particularly conflict communication. What is someone's motivation and what is their level of qualification to execute on that? Qualification is finite. Motivation can be infinite. And that's why motivation should be prioritized. All right, folks, that's all I've got for you today. I hope this makes sense. I really, really would love for those of you out there listening to this to reflect upon the transactions you've lost from inspection or appraisal or what have you. And then reflect on the multiple offer situations you've lost and really be honest with yourself and transparent. You don't have to tell me, but be honest with yourself. Did you properly assess your client's level of motivation? And if it was there but needed a little nurturing, did you do everything you could to see it through? The answer is no, I'll be honest. Um, The reason I know this is because I'm really good at this, but I still have to answer no. This is one of the things that sets good agents, excuse me, great agents apart from good agents. You know, the the five-month supply markets where, you know, the economy's good and there's plenty of homes for sale and everything, you know, just kind of seems to work out, Um, anybody can do well in those. This market's not for the faint of heart, okay? And understanding how to be exactly what the transaction and what the client needs at the moment that it's needed is really gonna help you. So once again, my name is Jay Pitts. I'm your host. This is Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. And before we go today, I'd like to ask just a bit of a favor. You know, I've been talking for quite some time about asking you to follow us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and other podcast platforms. But you know what I noticed was we weren't available on Spotify and I didn't even know it. So uh, bad on me for not knowing. Uh, I think you can probably imagine what I do best is stand behind this microphone and the rest of it is kind of left up to smarter people. But now we are absolutely on Spotify, Google Podcast and Deezer, whatever that is. Uh, apparently it's more, uh, popular than I realize, but, um, you can follow this old geezer on Deezer. Uh, we are pending on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Amazon Music real soon. But once again, five-star reviews only on Apple Podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. I would really appreciate it. It helps uh, give us the feedback we need to continue to provide you great content. Uh, once again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Deezer. And coming soon on iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Amazon Music. We've got a few other little things in the works that I've been teasing for a bit. They're a little slow to materialize, but I I promise I haven't forgot. Uh, Once again, on all social platforms, at Realtor on most of them, or just find my name. It's easy to find me. Uh, Text me, call me, email me. I'm more than happy to receive your feedback and however you feel appropriate. Uh, we'll be back real soon. Once again, Jay Pitts, broker owner, REMAX Premier Properties, host of Resource Real Talk about Louisville real estate. See you soon.